Hello and welcome back to It's Super Important, the podcast about literary-inspired web series. I'm Zoe. And I'm Jules, and today we will be talking about episodes 1 through 10 of season 2 of Project Green Gables. Um, I think this is probably the season I've rewatched the least episodes of, so I basically forgot all of this plot. Yeah, same. Um, I think I've rewatched... Because also, like, like, Anne of Avonlea is the one I have read the least. Yeah, me too. Um, I think I've rewatched like the first two episodes of this chunk a few times, mm-hmm. but not the rest of them. Um, and they're yeah. good. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's just get started. Uh, episode one is called "Oh Oh the Summer Nights." This episode is basically just a montage of summer moments in Anne's life. Now, the first thing I noticed, and I remembered this, uh, the music in this episode. Yes. Uh, not, I'm not a huge fan of it. It's very repetitive. Yeah, uh, but luckily there's no dialogue in this episode, so I just muted it. Yeah. Uh, we have some shots of Anne and Diana hanging out. There's, um, some shots of Priscilla. Uh, then we see some shots of, this some new guy, uh, in a baseball cap and jean shorts. And it's like, oh, it's Gilbert. Yeah. We have Anne and Gilbert riding bikes and then Gilbert falls into a river. I love that moment. I just have a note here that Anne looks so cute. This is really just like a fashion montage for Anne this episode. It is. She looks so good. Uh, We also uh, see shots of Charlie and Fred and Jane. We have some romantic shots of Diana and Fred. Mm -hmm. Like there is a bit where Diana and Fred are next to a jungle gym. And then Gilbert and Anne sneak up on them and attack them. I love that. Uh, there's Diana and Fred hanging out under a tree, and Anne climbs that tree and then jumps down in front of them. Uh, we have shots of Josie, surprisingly. Uh, yeah. there's one of her kind of walking across a fallen tree, which is the callback. Yes. Uh, we have a part with, uh, Fred, Gilbert, and Josie talking, uh, where Anne sneaks up and shoves Gilbert's ice cream into his face. Yes. And then, uh, he chases her around the beach. Uh, there, there's a part where they're at a picnic and Charlie tries to put his arm around Anne. And I was like, please don't. <laughs> Anne's also like, please don't. Yeah. Uh, and then at the very end, there are some very pretty shots of Anne. Yes. It's nice. It's a nice montage. Yeah. And it sort of covers yeah. the like two-ish months in between the end of season one and the beginning of season two. Episode two was called Chatting with Gil. Um, Anne is sitting with Gil, Gilbert. Uh, she says she would like to announce a new addition to our family of souls uh, and gives Gilbert a round of applause. S- admits that he was a dick, but he's better now. And Anne's like, you're cured, Gilbert. You're going to live. Yes. Um, he sort of like gives a whole speech about first. He says the comments hate him, which I don't think they did. But, you know, they should probably I think in like have. the dicks will be dicks episode. People were like people didn't like what he did. Yeah. I mean, I think people probably should have disliked him more than they did if they hadn't been basing their assumptions, like, off of where they knew he would go as a character. Um, Yeah. And, but yeah, he talks about how, like, it's important to try to fix your ways and, like, apologize, um, but how it's a process. And says that she always forgives once. (laughs) Um, And then they start talking about how she called Gilbert a disgusting son of a bitch. And Anne says, disgusting son of, a bi- son of a bitch is not even close to the most creative insult I have given. Yes. 
the other the other bit I really liked from that was when she said, I always forgive once. And he said, that's from a movie. And she said, what do you think? I just go around shooting over dramatic one liners that I just made up in my own head. And Gilbert says, have you met yourself? <laughs> yeah, that's very good. Anne says she wasn't ready to forgive him after the car ride, but she also wasn't really angry anymore, uh, which I guess makes sense. Like, I understand, like, her not being angry anymore at that time just because, like, the anger had kind of died away. Yeah, she just wasn't um, ready to be friends with him yet. Gilbert says, we were meant to be good friends and you've been running away from destiny for long enough. Yes. Anne admits that Gilbert showed her Wes Anderson movies and she actually liked them. Yes, and he says, I might be a hopeless hipster, but Anne, surely so are you. And it's true! It's true, she is! He's like, you have a typewriter on your desk, and she says, it's pretty! Yes, and it's like, yes, it is. But does she ever use it? Does she ever use that typewriter? I don't, I don't think I so. I don't think so. Anne and Gilbert start talking about books and asks if he's ever read Around the World in 80 Days. And when he says he hasn't, she gives him a copy to borrow. Uh, and then she asks, how is this rivalry thing going to work if we study together? We can't be friends after all. <laughs> Anne starts ranting about uh, Gilbert not liking buying books with ugly covers. Or paperbacks. Yeah, because she, sa she says, like, it's, what matters is the story and the characters and you're kind of a snob for only buying the books if they have nice covers. Yeah, I kind of agree. Yeah, definitely. Like, like it's it's, ni it's nice to have one with a nice cover, but it don't it's not necessary. Yeah, the majority of my books are secondhand paperbacks and I am totally fine with that. And she's like even paperbacks can have really nice covers and she shows him a bunch. Yeah. Gilbert uh says that he heard rumors that someone thinks he's handsome. And Anne's like, I never said that. <laughs> yeah, she's like, which and, unfortunate misguided fool is this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gilbert shows her the clip where Diana uh, was like, where Anne was talking about how Gilbert, was, uh, how Diana was saying that Gilbert was handsome. And Diana said, you said he was handsome too. And Gilbert makes fun of her for that. Yes. Anne says she must have been having a stroke or something. Mm-hmm. And they both decide that they can be mature about this and admit that each other are objectively attractive without being weird about it. Yeah. Which, Which is nice. Is nice. Not necessarily true, but nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Episode three is called Our Neighbor Mr. H. Uh, this time for a good old-fashioned rant. Yes. Anne is talking about her new neighbor, Mr. H. Uh, she does not say Mr. Harrison, which is what his name is in the book because she has learned not to talk about people with their names on the internet. In a couple episodes, she just forgets this, but okay. Yeah. Anne says that she had just finished an essay after an all-nighter. She had gone to print it and a bunch of times, tried a bunch of times, it wouldn't print. Finally, she gets it to print, but then Mr. H comes to uh, Green Gables with a bunch of papers. He gets super angry at her and threatens to talk to her aunt. And Anne's like, why does he think Marilla's my aunt? Yeah. <laughs> It turns out Anne had actually printed a bunch of copies of her essay on his printer. Mr. H apparently said, print your millennial crap by yourself. I'm not taking it. Yes. It turns out, it turns out that their printer names are very similar and somehow his signal reaches her house, which makes sense. Like, but I wonder, like, how close is he? 
Right. Like, I guess you could see him from the window, because Anne shows, like, a video of um, her filming Green Gables where you could see his house from the window. Yeah, but we know uh, Diana's the closest neighbor, so he must be, like, on the other side or something. Well, I think it was I the closest know. neighbor, was like, that's her age. That, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because, like, Rachel Lind is a lot closer. Yeah. Hmm. Anne just decides that he is an old, bitter man. Episode four is called Making Friends 101 Death Threats. <laughs> Love this. Anne has been writing and she decides to read us a bit of her poetry. She says that she has written a tonka, which is a Japanese style of poem. Actually, um, like a few months before this aired, I took a Japanese literature class and wrote like 11 tonka. Um, wow. So, I don't know, it was just, like, cool to see it showing up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I think it's, like, a nice form that people aren't as aware of as, like, haiku. Anne had decided to write something a bit darker and channeling her feminist fury. Her poem goes, You call girls weak, but I'm strong enough to grind your bones into powder and bury the rest in the forest. Yes. Which is intense. It's very intense. She talks about how it's a challenge for her because she's usually better with really long sentences, but she likes the challenge and she likes the syllable limitations. Yeah. And says she's going to print it. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. It's not printing. Oh, no. And she runs off. Cut to later. Uh, She says that she just sent a death threat to Mr. H. (laughs) And when she ran away, she immediately took cookies from the cupboard and ran to his house. But Mr. H was actually really nice to her, surprisingly. Yeah, he, it was, turns out- he was embarrassed by his behavior and also really glad to have company because he seems to be lonely. He says he hadn't even seen the paper and says it like one piece of paper printing out is no bother. Uh, he They ended up talking for over an hour. And it's like, it's kind of an anti- anticlimactic ending, but I'm glad I'm not in jail. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, he has a bird. <laughs> yeah. Who Which says, he does like, in the book. Off color things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the bird previously belonged to his construction worker brother. Now, in the book, I, I, I did look up the plot of Anne of Avonlea on Wikipedia because I was like, what happens in this book again? Yeah. Um, I couldn't remember most of it. This is her accidentally selling his cow, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Which sure Which is, is a thing that Anne does. She's so chaotic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, cows can look pretty similar. Yes. Uh, But this is almost a bit of a not as bad of a thing as Anne does in the book, I think. Yeah. Like, wasting a couple pieces of paper versus selling a whole cow. Yeah, like, a cow is worth a lot. (laughs) Cows are expensive. Cows are expensive. And these people pretty much had one cow each, so. Yeah. Yeah. Episode five is called Molding Young Minds. We have Anne, Jane, and Gilbert. Anne and Jane are teaching at Avonlea High, and Gilbert is teaching at White Sands. This is a continuation of what she was talking about at the end of last season, where she was going to be teaching some kids who were behind in classes. Anne is super excited to start teaching, and she wants to, like, she has this whole, like, it's like a movie idea of, like, being the, the teacher who comes in And really helps these kids live up to their full potential and comforts them in their bad situations and that sort of thing. Yeah. 
I mean, I definitely feel like I disagree with everything Jane says in this episode. Yeah. Um, But I think Gilbert is a little bit more of a realist than Anne, even if Anne's, like, intentions are maybe better. Um, Yeah. And I I like that they portray all of that. Um, Yeah. Because, like, I'm, you know, attempting to be a teacher at some point in a year and a half. um, Mm -hmm. And... So, like, uh, in education classes, we have a lot of conversations about, like, how you can meet the needs of, like, all students and, like, how there's all this stuff you talk about in the abstract, like, total inclusion or, like, whatever, whatever. And then you get into an actual classroom and you have these, like, unanticipated challenges that you have to actually deal with. Um, Yeah. I just feel like this, yeah. this reflects that in a really realistic way. Yeah. Uh, Gilbert says that she's not going to have any deep conversation about Proust. Um, is that how you pronounce it? Proust? Proust? Yeah. What is it? I think it's Proust. Okay. okay. Anne says that she doesn't think that if you're behind at school, you're stupid. But Jane says that if her students aren't working and not doing what she tells them to do, she's just going to, like, drop them from the class. Which is really not the way to do it. Like, that's no. not, that's just the worst. Like, obviously, Jane's not, unlike in the book, like, they have not gone to teacher school. Right. Like, they're just, they're just, like, other high school students who are, yeah. like, tutors. So, it's okay that Jane doesn't understand, like, like, no one's told her that that's yeah. not a good thing to do and also there are teachers who like have been trained who would also do that um yeah but it's just not good teaching gilbert says that it's not their job to take care of them they're adults just like this like uh that they are and says uh nobody's a complete dick just for the sake of being one which i feel like calls back to her thing what whole thing with gilbert yeah it definitely does uh, and really seems intent on like being an amazing teacher that like will remember that like their her students will remember and she says nobody deserves to be left behind which is really nice yeah and she's I definitely agree with that I also agree with Gilbert that what whatever he says about like self-care and Mm -hmm. how sometimes you sort of need to cut people out um yeah but I feel like that applies more in like social situations than it does as a for, like, if you're a teacher. Um, yeah. I mean, And like, I guess because, like, I guess it, it kind of makes more sense considering they're not, like, actually teachers. Yeah, for sure. Because these people are, these students are only, like, three years younger than them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Versus, like, children the way it is in the book. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, like, Gil is right, but maybe, like, only in extreme circumstances. And Jane ends it by saying that she thinks Anne is going to be burnt out by the end of the year. I'm not a huge fan of Jane in this episode, but, like, I get her thinking, but, like, I I just don't agree with it. Yeah. Episode six is called Miss Shirley's First Week. Uh, Anne has been teaching for a week, and she made drawings of all of her students. Yes, she also calls them these things we know as freshmen. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. She says that 16-year-olds can be terrifying, and she has six to teach. That is but she wants quite to, a few. Yeah, she has, like, one a day, except for one day when 
two like siblings come in. Yeah. Her first student on Monday was Prilly Robertson, I think. Was it Robertson or Robinson? Oh, one of the two. I don't remember. Uh, but Prilly was wildly violating the dress code. Uh, and Anne has this kind of moral dilemma where she agree- disagrees with dress codes and thinks that they're sexist. But because she's technically part of the faculty now, she could get in trouble if she doesn't correct Prilly. Yeah. And that's uh, like another thing that's that's very real to like teacher experience where like yeah. you may not even disagree. You may not even agree with like the curriculum but it's often mandated at like a state or federal level in this country. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it is in Canada and or Finland. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, you've got like stuff that you're required to teach um, and you may not want to teach like the catcher in the rye or whatever, but you have to. So this is kind of similar, like having to enforce the dress code, even when you're like morally against yeah. it. Let's just call it Finida. Yeah. <laughs> It's Finida. Uh, Amazing. Okay. So Prilly asks Anne if Gilbert is her boyfriend. Anne says no. And Prilly says, oh, right, because you're gay, right? It's like, ah. (laughs) And then Anne says that she blubbered something about the fluidity of sexuality. (laughs) And Prilly's like, so you might start dating Gilbert Blythe? And it's like, no, stop. But then Anne, like, kind of realizes that something is going on here. Yeah, and she asks, what is this really about? Yeah, and Prilly says that she has a crush on Gilbert and wants to go out with him, which I don't approve of senior freshman's relationships. (laughs) No, no, they're very bad. Uh, But Anne still offers to ask him for her, uh, and he he laughs a lot and then declines. Yes, which is the correct response. Next was Barbara Shaw who Anne says dresses like a punk rocker, but is actually the shyest and kindest girl. She seems like, along with Paul, she seems like the best student that Anne has in this situation. Oh, she also says she looks like a stretched out Bella Swan. Which is a really interesting, like, description. (laughs) Like, what? What does that mean? But. Okay. Yeah. Anne teaches her English because while Barbara is really smart, she might have dyslexia. I don't think she's diagnosed. Um, so she needs, like, that kind of extra help. Yeah. Uh, next on Wednesday was the Donald twins, or the Donnell twins. Donnell twins, yes. Uh, it's Clarice Almira, uh, uh, Clarice Almira, aka CA, and Jacob. <laughs> uh, Clarice shows up in full-on Harajuku girl gear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Anne's like, oh, you're the Donald twins, right? And Clarice is like... The stress is on the last syllable. Donnell. <laughs> she says that they're one sixteenth French and her mother says they need to hold on to their heritage. It's so funny. And their mom is opening a yoga studio complete with plastic Buddhas. It, it's just, it's very funny. <laughs> and it only gets funnier. It only gets funnier. This, this family is just like a whole mess. <laughs> yeah, because uh, she and says hi to Jacob. And she says, bless Jacob's Caucasian soul. <laughs> he says, my brothers call me Slim Rizzle. <laughs> it's like, no! And tries to do like a fist bump with Anne. <laughs> <laughs> Such a mess. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah. And Anne just, the 
decided that she needs to pick her battles. <laughs> She's yes. not really going to get into that right now. Yeah. Like, also unpacking, like, whatever's going on with this family and other people's cultures would take too long. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. probably isn't worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Thursday, she had Anthony Pie, who I assume is related to Josie Pie. And just like the Pie Girls, he's also a jerk. <laughs> yeah. He's angry that Gilbert isn't his tutor and Anne took his spot. And Anne makes a joke that, do you have a crush on him too? And Anthony just says, oh my god, that's disgusting, I'm not gay. And Anne could tell that she he's clearly trying to just get under her skin. Yeah. Uh, which is not great. <laughs> Nope. Uh, Anne just kind of asks him straight up why he doesn't want her to tutor him. And he says, uh, you're a fucking girl. How are you supposed to teach me shit? Which is also bad. Yep. And she realizes that that one he maybe did mean. Um, yeah. Because he said it in such a bored matter of fact way. Yeah. And so that's interesting. But Anne says that she is determined to win Anthony's affection. Yeah. Finally, on Friday, her student was Paul Irving. Paul! Uh, Paul! We love Paul. Yes. Uh, he just moved here from Boston to live with his grandmother. And and continuing her trend of knowing that, that like friendship at first sight, she knew that Paul and she were going to be best friends. Uh, Paul wants to be a writer. Uh, they had a great convo about modern poetry and young adult novels as value as literature, which yes. I think I want to have that conversation with Anne and Paul. I want, I want, yeah, I want that conversation. Come on. Paul asked Anne if she wants to read his writing, which Anne was very flattered by. Yeah. And Anne ends the video by saying she is exhausted, but excited. Yeah. Now, episode seven, uh, we had said last time that there was no episode seven, but uh, we got a message on Instagram from Laura. Um, yeah. Who said that, who linked us to a Tumblr post Anne made that is technically episode seven. Um, I assume that like the contents of this post were originally going to be a video, but like they just never were able to film it for some reason. Yeah. So this Tumblr post says uh, that Avonlea High needs you. And Anne starts it by saying, usually I just reblog pretty sapphic mood boards. <laughs> mood. <laughs> mood. Uh, but she says that she, Diana, Gil, and Jane have decided to revive the Avonlea High School Council. They want to reinstate the prom, buy benches and trash cans for the school hangout area, and repaint the school hall. Uh, all a bunch of stuff they think will help the school. So yeah. Yeah. Episode 8 is called Hair Update. Anne says that she wants to talk about hair and hair care. She has a new kind of routine. Uh, she has been co-washing and washing her hair alternating weeks. Co-washing, I learned from this, is when you wash your hair only with conditioner. Yeah. I, I know nothing about hair care. My hair, I, I should be taking better care of my hair, but, like, I don't know how to do that. Yeah, I know very little about hair care. Um. I actually literally <laughs> sat down to record this from getting a haircut. Uh, and the lady was like, why are you cutting your hair so short? It shouldn't, like, uh, like, if I had your hair, I would grow it long. And I was like, I just don't want to do anything with it. Yeah, I mean, like, my hair's been very long at points in time. And I still don't mm -hmm. really know how to, like, maintain it well. 
Um, and I yeah. have like very like straight white girl hair. This mm. hair is straight, not me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like like all the hair care products cater to my hair, and I still don't know how to take care of it properly. So I'm very yeah. proud of Anne for like figuring out what to yeah. do with her hair and like finding the right products for yeah. it. Yeah, she says that she can really only get products from online because the market for uh, hair care for black hair in Avonlea is really only her and Mrs. Lind, so no stores really have anything like that. Yeah. She says that uh, she's been experimenting with putting stuff like uh, all sorts of different food items in her hair. And she says that one time she was making a sandwich and Marilla came downstairs and was like, are you going to put that in your hair? (laughs) Yeah. And and it's like, why would I put a sandwich in my hair? Yeah, she says, like, what health benefits could bread possibly have for her hair? She says that she really likes hair care all in all, and that wash days are like pimper sessions. Yeah. She says that it's easier to like her hair and by extension herself now that she knows how to take care of it, which is a really nice moment for her. Yeah, it really is. She has become aware of the sort of internalized self-hatred that many people of color have. Because uh, they have been told by society that, like, their beauty is not the standard of beauty. Uh, and she says that she doesn't want any other kids to feel like she felt and wants to spread a message of self-love. Yeah. Um, but that's one thing I really love about Anne's vlogs, like, specifically this series, is, like, she really feels like a vlogger in the sense that, like, she talks to her audience a lot. And, like, her audience is clearly more than just her town. And, like, she considers, like, the effects of what she says online, where, like, she's, like, I I know that how I talked about my hair before is, like, kind of a self-hatred thing, and I want to, like, correct that. I really love that. Yeah. Yeah, she really, like, especially by this point, is really taking into account, like, the fact that she is an online presence who's being watched by hundreds of people. And, yeah. like... Yeah, which even though, and I think that like says something for the show itself, also. Yeah, like that. Yeah, I don't know. Like they're they're conscious of like the effects mm-hmm. of what Anne yeah. says, and that like she can be like have s- some sort of positive impact. Um, yeah, even when she's not real. So it's like both. Like, Anne herself as a character and also the show. Um, mm-hmm. And, of course, like, Anne is the show, but... Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, and ends it by saying, I still don't feel like I'm pretty, but I think I'm on the way there, which is nice. Yay. Episode 9 is called Would You Rather with Paul Irving. Anne is there with Paul. Yes. And they are going to play Would You Rather. Uh, the first question is, Would you rather wear makeup and have terrible hair but never be able... Or... Never be able to wear makeup and have great hair. Uh, Anne says great hair. Paul also says great hair because he doesn't wear makeup. (laughs) Yeah, neither of them really cares about makeup at all. Uh, The next question is, would you rather lose your eyebrows or eyelashes? Um, And Anne's like, well, I feel like my eyebrows are more pronounced. But Paul says eyelashes protect your eyes, so they're also important. Yeah. The next question is, would you rather never be able to go to Mac or Sephora? And I... Sephora's a makeup store, right? Yeah, they're both makeup stores. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, this question is not for us. They, they, yeah. We don't have a Starbucks, much less a Mac or a Sephora. 
The next question is, would you rather have limp and lifeless locks or crazy wild curls? Paul's like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> and Anne says uh, she thinks that saying curly hair is inherently unattractive is racist, which is correct. Yeah, that's true. So after that, they just ditch the um, like tag questions and make up their own, which are better. Yeah. Paul asks Anne, would you rather be able to visit an imaginary world and not be able to talk to the people there? Or be able to talk to the imaginary people in your mind and they constantly talk to you, but you can't visit them. Which, what would you choose, Zoe? Oof. I don't know. Because, like, if you can go there, then, like, you would know how to describe it. Like, in writing. Mm -hmm. But also talking to the people would give you like a level of insight that you couldn't get from just observing them. Yeah. So it's really It's hard. a tough one. Yeah, it's a really good one. Um, yeah. And, like, I'm really flip-flopping in my mind right now. I think I would go with talking to them, but also I'm not 100% sure about that. Yeah, I feel like my brain is a lot more... It's really visual, Mm-hmm. So I feel like I would need, like, the, the ability to see them. Yeah. Uh, and Anne says she would rather visit and observe them and then write based on that. Yeah. Then Anne asks Paul, if you were a writer, would you rather be hugely successful and no one knows who you are? Or be a small writer but have, like, a good, uh, a substantial cult following? Paul picks the latter. He says that uh, he doesn't need a lot of people to know who he is. But he also doesn't necessarily need people to know that it's him. But he says he would rather have, like, a very passionate group of people who really love his work than just, like, everybody knows who knows his books. Which I agree with. Yeah, me too. Paul asks, would you rather be intelligent and mean or dumb and kind? Paul says he would rather be dumb and kind. But Anne says she thinks there's different kinds of intelligence. But she would still choose intelligence and mean because she could use the intelligence for good. Yeah, uh, she I says, think I would still pick. I, I would still pick dumb and kind. I I probably would too, or I hope I would. Um, yeah, but yeah. And says like, just because I'm mean doesn't mean I'm evil. Like yeah. I could still do good things. I'd just be mean to the people around me, and it's like okay, way to get out of that. But yeah, yeah. Um, and asks Paul, would you rather only be able to read your favorite book or be able to read anything but your favorite book? And they both say they would rather be able to read anything but their favorite book because that means more inspiration for writing their own work, which yeah. I agree with, too. Yeah. Paul asks, would you rather marry Charlie Sloan or Gilbert Blythe? <laughs> yeah, she says, I don't want to marry either of them. Who would, which of them would you marry? And he's like, Gilbert, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I love Paul. He's great. Yeah. And then Anne's like, well, I guess I only have Charlie then, right? And Paul's like, that is not how this works. Yeah. Uh, Anne asks, would you rather never be able to go on the internet or never be able to exit the internet? And they both do a dramatic turn to the camera and the video ends. Yes. Paul is great. Uh, he's he's a very great. good addition to the show. We love Paul. We love yes. him. We love him. Uh, episode 10 is called A Noble Quest. We start with Anne and Ruby in a car. They're going on an adventure. Uh, there is a ton of toilet paper in the backseat, I noticed. Yes. <laughs> and it turns out that they are selling toilet paper to get funds for the student council. 
so they can paint the school hall a nicer color. Yeah. And Ruby's like, why can't we just have a GoFundMe? You have a lot of viewers. They could contribute. And Anne's like, I'm not going to abuse my position like that. The thing um, is, people probably would have given them money. And I'm glad they yeah. didn't ask for it. <laughs> yeah. Unless they were doing, like, a crowdfund to make another season of this. That right. could have been a fun way to do it. Where, like, <laughs> yeah, they had, were, like, they said in the description, here's our phone fundraiser. But then in reality, it was a fundraiser for, like, season three or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would have actually been pretty cool, but yeah, like they never they never crowdfunded yeah. for anything. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Anne says Diana ditched her to go with Fred, so Ruby's with her instead, and Ruby's like, I'm I'm perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh, they have a discouraging start. Uh, there were two old lady sisters in a house. And one of them gave a lecture on how teens would only spend the money on booze. As they are walking, uh, we see that the toilet paper falls out of Ruby's bag. And Ruby gets very (laughs) angry. Yes. She's like, why toilet paper? Why can't we sell something cute like cookies? (laughs) Cut to later, they helped a guy bake a cake for his wife. And he just bought the whole bag. Yes. Um... And Ruby's like, well, I helped. (laughs) And that's a callback to Anne not being able to bake a cake. Yes. Ruby says her future husband better be baking her a cake. Yeah. And uh, Anne calls the husband whipped. And Ruby says, please, a husband who helps around the house like a decent human being is not whipped, which is correct. Yeah. And Anne says, like, well, I didn't say I thought that, but, like, I get why other people would say that. But, yeah, it just, like... We, we should be praising this man for doing the bare yeah. minimum and maybe a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cuts later, they sold all the toilet paper. Uh, one lady offered them cookies and tea and told them that this one neighbor of hers had a newborn baby. And so he would need a lot of toilet paper. Mm-hmm. So he bought five packs from them. <laughs> and apparently it was a very cute baby. Yes. Um, Anne has faith that the others did well, too. And that's those episodes. Yeah. Uh, these episodes, I think, for season two might be a little bit shorter because we have fewer episodes to talk about. Yeah, uh, I think we only they have will like. Be. Yeah. Uh, so just a heads up about that. Uh, do you have any thoughts in general about the adaptation choices? Like what you think of these episodes? Any of that sort of thing? I mean, you're the one who went and looked at the the actual source material this week. Um so I'm, like, a little bit hazy on it. I can't remember okay. how old Paul is in the book. He's, like, 11 or 12, I think. And, okay. like, Anne, Anne's, like, 16 at this point, so. Yeah. So yeah. the the age gap is pretty similar, um, but they're both slightly younger still. Actually, I think he's more, like, 10 or 9. I don't know. Okay. But he's, like, on the older end of her students, right? Yeah. And I, I do like that they aged Paul up a bit just because, like, he can be a friend of Anne's instead of feeling more like a student of hers. Yeah. That means we get him in the videos. That's good. Yeah, I like that. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, I like Paul as an addition to the show. Um, I I like how they go into, like, the... I guess, I don't know, struggles of teaching or, like, different, Mm -hmm. like, teaching philosophies almost. Um, Yeah. 
even if it makes me like Jane less. Like, I feel like yeah. I never quite like Jane after season one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is unfortunate. It's not that I dislike yeah. her. It's just that she's frustrating. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I think she's meant to be. Like, yeah. there's an episode in season three where Anne's home from college and she's with Jane again. And, like, you can tell that Jane has kind of gotten, like, really pretentious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's, like, trying too hard and, like, being yeah. very, you know, like, wanting to seem really cultured and stuff. And yeah. it's just, like, please stop. So yeah. we can sort of see, like, the seeds of that here where she's sort of acting mm-hmm. superior, even though she doesn't know any more than anyone else. Yeah. Um, and, like, Anne and Gilbert are both definitely going to be better teachers than Jane is. So Yeah. But, yeah, she just sort of thinks she's better than them. Yeah. And I, I think it's very it's very true to real life where, like, you can have really, really good friends in high school. But, like, they might, those friendships don't necessarily continue on after you graduate high school. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that, you know, it's sad, but I think it makes sense yeah. that Jane is that person. Yeah, definitely. Like, when they're juniors, they're, like, a whole squad. And then even Mm -hmm. starting now in their senior year, she's, like, starting to be a little bit, I don't know, Mm -hmm. not not on the same page as some of the other ones. Um, Yeah. And, like, obviously they're all going to go in their different life directions. Like, Anne and Diana aren't going to do the same thing with their life, but they're still going to care about each other. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, they have that really meaningful bond we're sort of focusing on different things we're focusing more on like the sort of teaching stuff more on like mr h and that all those subplots yeah and um also Anne's friendships with especially gilbert and to a lesser extent paul uh i have decided zoe to retire the fashion corner okay and the reason for that is that, well, first of all, I was trying to make a graphic for Instagram for last week's episode, and I couldn't fit everyone in the picture. Yeah, there were just so <laughs> we many. we had so many. And um, in this ep- in this chunk, I was like, okay, literally every outfit that everyone wears, I want in the fashion corner. So. <laughs> yeah, they just all look really good. So I guess we yeah. can just, like, talk about fashion briefly if we want to. Um, I, I mean... For me, it's really the first episode. Yeah. Where Anne wears like four or five outfits. And the yeah, hat the especially hat. is so good. Um, yeah. And she has, yeah, the hat with like the blue halter top and shorts. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just so good. She just looks so good. Um, also, shout out, of course, shout out to Gilbert Blythe's jean shorts. <laughs> yes, his jean shorts. And then his, his like plaid shirt with suspenders in episode yeah. two. Yeah. He just, he's just a dork. <laughs> yeah. I think that wraps up our episode. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. If you want to uh, find us anywhere else, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or basically anywhere you find podcasts. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That would be amazing. And if you want to get in touch with us, talk about the show that we're watching, uh, like talk talk about anything really, uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at it's super impod.
Uh, anything else you want to say, Zoe? Um, well, thank you for the people who have worked, who worked on the show, who have contacted us. Um, there, there have been, that's happened more than once now. In fact, more than twice. Um, and it's just really nice to know that y'all are like listening to this and appreciating it. Um, I think that like if we if like you do a if you do a podcast about like we did like the podcast about nothing much to do and like I didn't expect anybody from that show to listen to it you know yeah uh, but like I I really like that like I'm really glad that we can maybe bring some joy to like talking and analyzing something you worked on hopefully that feels nice yeah I really hope so and because like we love this show um, yeah. We love talking about this show, and it's really great to to know that that's, like, being well-received by people who actually worked on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's it's just so cool to, like, have that, I don't know, I mean, not really, like, a connection. We haven't actually talked to them, really, but, like, like it's just, I don't know, it's just nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> Also, like, we partly became friends because I was a fan of your stuff. Yeah, um, I, I do remember that. <laughs> I mean, like, I, it was a little, there was a little more to it than that. But still, yeah. like, th- this is how things sort of happen in, like, yeah. creative circles. And it's just nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So thank you all so much for listening. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.